Aha, it's me, the Kentucky Guy. And hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Red Pill Current News Podcast. In this episode, this is Special Report Number 2, talking about the Club of Rome, the Committee of 300, and so much more. I hope that you enjoy this episode. There will be a Special Report Number 3, as we found out by the time we got to the end of this episode, that there was a whole lot more information to come. Once again, this is the Kentucky Guy. Thanks for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. And again, enjoy the episode. Thank you all, and God bless. Welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody's having a fantastic day today. And welcome to Special Reports number two for this week. All right, folks. So if this is your first time listening, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. We're on all major platforms, including uh, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and the list goes on. 73 different different audio platforms we are now on. So you can catch us just about anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We do drop new episodes here every Wednesday and Saturday. Also for you sports fans and wrestling fans out there, I do co-host with Donnie Cage against the Matt Wrestling Podcast. We drop new episodes there every Monday and Friday. Our next episode that will be dropped for that segment will be... uh, We will not be dropping one this Friday because it's it's Christmas Eve, the eve of Christmas Eve. So we want, you know, that's going to make everything kind of (laughs) hard. So we are going to... uh, Our next episode will be the 26th, the 26th, and that's on the uh, Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Now, our next episode here after today will be the 30th, which will be, I'm so sorry, which will be the, it'll be the 28th, not the 30th, the 28th. And then the next episode after that will be our first, our very first show of 2023 which will be January 4th. So looking forward to that as well. All right. So let's see. If you ever want to be a guest here or have any questions uh, for myself, you can always reach me at OLKentucky99 at Yahoo.com. OLKentucky spelled out 99 at Yahoo.com. And we do, I do answer all, every single email. We have built a really good support system. Uh, with some of the listeners, quite a few of the listeners here lately uh, are actually reaching out on the email. And uh, I, I, I can't tell you I, how much I enjoy that, interacting with you guys and getting to know you guys. So, And just maybe, just maybe, we've done some talking. A couple couple of the listeners brought to my attention. And uh, I think they're, they're probably correct. Probably need to at least try it. We may do a live stream in the near, in 2023, just to do it. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. I have uh, 
a Facebook place as well, but I usually keep that separate. So we'll probably do it on YouTube. However, I will give you plenty of notice before we do that live stream. All right, so let's get into the special report. And let's uh, let's continue where we left off with the Club of Rome. Here we go, folks. And once again, I am not trying to persuade you to my way of thinking. I This is basically an educational. A lot of you come to find out you were like myself and never even heard of the Club of Rome or the other agencies that we're, t- we're going to be talking about or have talked about. If you haven't caught part one special report, my advice so you're not lost would be to go back and listen to that. Stop this podcast right now. Go listen to it and then come back and listen to part two. That way, when you hear words like NATO, the committee of 300, you're going to know what that stuff means. All right, here we go. During the period of 18, 1968 through 1972, the Club of Rome became a cohesive entity of new science, scientists, globalists, future planners, and the internationalists of every strip. As one delegate put it, quote, we became Joseph's coat of many colors. Bissell's book, Human Quality, formed the basis of the doctrine adopted by NATO, political wing. Bissell headed the Atlantic Institute's Economic Council for three decades while he was the chief executive officer for Giovanni Angele's Fiat Motor Company. Angele, a member of the ancient Italian black nobody family of the same name, is one of the most important members of the Committee of 300. He played a leading role in the development projects in the Soviet Union. The Club of Rome is conspiritual umbrella organization, a marriage between Angelo American financiers and the old black nobility families of Europe, particularly the so-called nobility of London, Venice, and Guana. The key to the successful control of the world is their ability to create and manage savage economic recessions and eventual Depressions. Any of this sounding familiar, by the way? Like any anything like oh, we have we been going through anything like this? Uh, I'm, I mean I'm asking for a friend, right? The committee of three hundred looks to social convulsions on a global scale, followed by depressions, as a softening up technique for bigger things to come, as its principal method of creating masses of people all over the world who will become its welfare recipients of the future. Yeah. The committee appears to base much of its important decisions affecting mankind on the philosophy of Polish aristocrat Felix Dvlisny, who regarded mankind as being slightly above the level of cattle. Let me read that one more time. He regarded mankind mean you as being slightly above the level of cattle as a close 
friend of the British intelligence agent, Sidney Riley. Riley was actually DeSantis' controller during the Bushoff Revolution formative years. He often confided in Rayleigh during his drinking bouts. Dzeski was, of course, the beast who ran the Red Terror apartus, he once told Riley, while the two were on a drinking binge, that, quote, man is of no importance. Look at what happens when you starve him. He begins to eat his dead companions to stay alive. Man is only interested in his own survival. That is all that counts. All the Spinston stuff is a lot of rubbish. Yeah, so do you guys remember a few episodes back, I said they wanted us to eat insects, and if we won't do that, they want us to eat our neighbor. Kind of see, I'm hoping how, like, all this ties in together. This is nothing new what we're going through. This has been planned for years. Let's move on. With regard to the Third World, the Club of Rome, Harlan, Cleveland, prepared a report which was the height of cynicism at the time. Cleveland was United States ambassador to NATO. Essentially, the paper said it would be up to third world nations to decide among themselves which populations should be eliminated. Let me reread that. Cleveland was a United States ambassador to NATO, and essentially the paper said it would be up to the third world nations to decide among themselves which populations should be eliminated. Depopulation, corona vaccine. As Pearson later wrote, based on the Cleveland report, quote, damaged by conflicting policies of three major countries and blocks, roughly patched up here and there, the existing international economic order is visibly coming apart at the seams. The prospect of the necessity of the recurse to trage deciding who must be saved is a very grim one indeed. But if Laman, uh, if the events should come to such a pass, the right to make such decisions cannot be left to just a few nations because it would lend themselves to anonymous power over life of the world's hungry. In 1942, this is a video that I watched. And this, this, I'm sorry, 1962. And this gentleman was talking, and he was talking about how the destruction of our earth will be because of the population of mankind. And the only way to fix that is for us to depopulate. And he talked about how when the year 2000 come, it would be out of control. I mean, it's really a mess. But this shows you how far back these these criminals have been uh, planning this. I mean, let's just be honest about it. It's a very, very serious, and I think it's a scary. I, I think it's scary as well. I mean, let's just let's just be honest about it. There is so much right now happening uh, in our world. I mean, look at Brazil, look at different places. And I just can't, you know, I was on a, on another podcast last week and after the show, and I'll, I'll announce that podcast as it gets closer. I think my actual interview is not going to air until February of 2023. She, she's a little behind, but, or she's taking a break 
not behind. She's taking a break because of Christmas, of the holidays, of course. A- anywho, we talked a lot after that show, and basically, we both agreed that something's got to happen soon. Something's got to happen really, really soon. And here's another thing that we both couldn't figure out. Why do we see people in England, people in Brazil, all over the world, why do we see these guys peacefully, even in China, in Japan, peacefully protesting? Why aren't, why, why aren't we doing that? We've had another election stolen in the midterms. And if you don't believe that, just turn us off right now. Please. I mean, you're, you're wasting your time and, and my time. If you don't believe the midterms were stolen, I mean, my Lord, in, in Georgia and uh, Arizona, I mean, Pennsylvania, I mean, come on. And we have a lawsuit in Arizona with Carrie Lake. Also, Herschel Walker is going to fight his runoff. It's right there, folks. Here's my question, though. Let's get away from that. My question is, why? Why aren't we, why aren't we doing something? And I don't mean Trump. I don't mean the military. I don't mean anybody but us. Right now, why are we on the streets? Not trying to commit violence, not breaking windows, not looting. But why are we not protesting, peaceful protest? Did you ever think that nothing is going to change whatsoever if we don't? How many times have you heard it's up to us? It's up to us to get back to the grassroots. It's up to us to get out and vote. It's up to us to this and to that. And what have you. Why aren't we? Okay, we went out and voted. And the obvious happened. They stole it. We, I, no, no, no big surprise. Uh, I, I even got on and made a special uh, midterm day report for you guys in case you were buying into the big red, red wave scenario. Which there should have been. And there was. There was. But you can't see it because it was stolen. Okay. So let's move on. Let's talk about the Committee of 300. By the way, the Rome Club, the Committee of 300, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but I, I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea. These groups are still actively involved in our world and in our world politics. Don't never doubt it. Do your own research. Like I've always said, don't believe anything I say. Do your own research. But they're actively, this is not a group groups that were formed a long time ago and gone now no 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 no. they're right there more than ever committee of 300 is one of the main governing bodies see it's not saying it was it is one of the main governing bodies over the world it consists of many of the royal families and wealthy bank the committee developed as an outgrowth of the east india company which had ties to the black nobility. The upper body governor governing the committee of 300 are known as the Olympians. I'm going to read that again because that's an important word that you may want to go look up. The upper body governing the committee of 300 are known as the Olympians because they sit atop Mount Olympus, just like the Greek gods. At the top of the committee of 300 is most likely... Queen Elizabeth before she died, followed by followed closely by Evelyn D. Rothschild. We've heard that family name before too, right? The main objective of the Committee of Three Hundred is a com- uh, communistic world 
order where they rule the serfs. Let's read that one more time. The main objective of the Committee of 300 is a communistic world order where they rule the serfs. They want complete control over the world's resources. They are heavily involved in eugenics and the creation of a master race. Folks, do some research on these AI robots. Yes, they've been around for a while. They're getting more and more popular and more and more access, easier access to. <laughs> do your own research and check it out. And by the way, if you haven't if you haven't never checked her out before, write down Sophie the AI robot and just go look her up. She was on talk shows all over the world. Just go look her up. See what you think about that. So let's talk about actual case histories and the attempt to communize and de-usterialize Italy. The Committee of 300 long ago decreed that there shall be a smaller, much smaller, and better world. That is their idea of what constitutes a better world. The, the myriads of useless eaters consuming sacred natural resources were to be cold. Industrial progress supports population growth. Therefore, the command to multiply and subdue the earth found in Genesis had to be subverted. Now, that's a whole lot right there. This action called for an attack upon Christianity. The slow but sure disintegration of industrial nation States, the destruction of hundreds of millions of people referred to by the Committee of 300 as a surplus population and the removal of any leader who dared to stand in the way of the committee's global planning to reach the foregoing objectives. Some pretty strong statements right there. Two of the committee's earliest targets were Italy and Pakistan. The late Aldo Moro, Prime Minister of Italy, was one leader who opposed zero growth and population reductions planned for his country, therefore incurring the wrath of the Club of Rome, commissioned by the Olympians to carry out its policies in this regard. In a Rome courtroom on November 10th, 1982, a close friend of Moro's testified that the former prime minister was threatened by an agent of the Royal Institute for International Affairs, who is also a committee of the 300 member while he was still the U.S. Secretary of State. Uh-huh. The meteoric rise of the man that witness named was Kissinger. It will be recalled that the prime minister Moro was kidnapped by the Red Brigades in 1978 and subsequently brutally shot to death. It was at the trial it was at the trial of members of the Red Berets that several of them testified to the fact that they knew of high-level US involvement in the plot to kill Moreau. When threatening Moreau, Kissinger was obviously not carrying out US foreign policies, but rather acting according to instructions received from the Club of Rome the foreign policy arm of the Committee of 300. The witness who delivered the bombshell in open court was a close associate of Moreau's. Gerardo Sintemanaga, 
His explosive testimony was broadcasted over Italian television and radio on November 10, 1982, and printed in several Italian newspapers. Yet this vital information was suppressed in the U.S. Those famous bastions of freedom with a compelling right to know, the Washington Post and the New York Times did not think it, think it was important to even print a single line of Gasoncio's testimony. Nor was the news carried by any of the wire services or television stations. The fact that Italy's Aldo Moron had been a leading politician for decades and who was kidnapped in the broad daylight in the spring of 1978, all of his bodyguards butchered in cold blood, was not deemed newsworthy, even though Kissinger stood accused as an accomplice to these crimes. Or was that silence because of Kissinger's involvement? This stuff goes deep, folks, deep, deep, deep. But you need to know. You need to know because there's still some, and I'm shocked I'm saying this in almost almost in 2023, but there's still quite a few of you still asleep, and, and you, need to, you need to hear this stuff. You need to go research it on your own, but you need to hear it as well. There's coming a wake-up, ready-or-not wake-up call, ready-or-not. And if you're not ready, I just don't know how you're going to be able to handle it. Go back and listen to previous episodes of this. I, I've tried to, I've tried my best to warn you, just to kind of let you know. I wrote a book about it. It's coming. Just like that game we used to play, hide and seek. Ready or not, here I come. Aldo Moreau, a loyal member, loyal member of the Christian Democratic Party, was murdered by assassins controlled by the P2 masonry with the object of bringing Italy into line with the Club of Rome orders to de-industrialize the country and considerably considerably reduce its population. Moro's plans to stabilize Italy through full employment and industrial and political peace would have strengthened Catholic opposition to communism and made the destabilization of the Middle East a prime go that much harder. From the foregoing, it becomes clear just how far ahead the conspirators plan. They do not think in terms of a five-year plan. One needs to go back to Wahispis' statements about the early Catholic Church to understand what was involved in the murder of Otto. Moro's death removed the roadblocks to the plans to uh, destabilize Italy and, as we now know, enabled conspiracy plans for the Middle East to be carried out in the Gulf War 14 years later. Italy was chosen as a test target by the Committee of 300. Italy is important to the conspirators' plan because it's the closest European country to the Middle East, linked to Middle East economics and politics. It is also the home of the Catholic Church, which Wasip ordered destroyed, and the home for some of Europe's most powerful top uh, Orlandigo families of the ancient black nobility. Should Italy have been weakened by Moro's death, it would have repercussions in the Middle East, which would have weakened U.S. influence in the region. Italy is important for another reason. It is a gateway for drugs entering Europe 
from Iran and Lebanon, and we shall return to that later on in this in this uh, report. Various groups had combined under the name of socialism to bring about the downfall of several Italian governments since the Club of Rome was established in 1968. Among these are the Black Nobility of Venice, uh, Girona, P2 uh, Masonry, and the Red Brigades, all working for the same goals. Police, investigators, and Rome working on the Red Brigades, Aldo Moro's case, came across the names of several very prominent Italian families working closely with this terrorist group. The police also discovered evidence that in at least a dozen cases, these powerful and prominent families had allowed their homes and or property to be used as safe houses for red brigade cells. America's nobility were doing their share to destroy the Republic of Italy, a notable contribution having come from Richard Gardner, even while in his office, capacity as President Carter's ambassador to Rome. At that time, Gardner was operating under the direct control of Benedetto Craze, an important member of the Club of Rome, and a key man in NATO. Craze was the leading edge of the conspirators' attempt to destroy the Italian Republic. As we shall see, Craze was almost successful in ruining Italy, and the cons uh, conspirators' hierarchy leading player was able to get divorce and abortion pushed through the Italian parliament, resulting in the most uh, far-reaching and destructive religious at a social changes ever to strike at the Catholic Church, and consequently the morals of the Italian nation. After President Ronald Reagan was elected, an important meeting was held in Washington, D.C., in December 1980, under the auspice of Club of Rome and the Socialist International, both these organizations are directly responsible to are directly responsible to the Committee of 300. The main agenda was to formulate ways and means of how to neutralize the Reagan presidency, kind of like they've been trying to do when Trump, right? A group plan was adopted, and as we look back. It is perfectly clear that the plan and the conspirators agreed to follow has been very successful. In order to get an idea of how vast and how all uh, persuasive uh, is this conspiracy, it would be appropriate at this point to name the goals set by the Committee of 300 for the pending conquest and control of the world. There are at least 40 known branch offices of the Committee of 300, and I'm going to go uh, over them with their description and their functions. Once this is studied, it becomes easy to understand how one central conspiratorial body is able to operate so successfully and why it uh, is that no power on earth can withstand their onslaught against the very foundations of a civilized progressive world based on freedom of the individual, especially as it is declared in the United States Constitution. Thanks to the sworn testimony of Gerson, Italy and Europe, but not the U.S., learned that Kissinger was behind the death of Moro. 
the tragic affair demonstrate the ability of the Committee of 300 to impose its will upon any government without expectation. Secure in his position as a member of the most powerful secret society in the world. And I'm not talking about the Freemasonry. Kissinger not only terrified Morrow, but carried through on his threats to eliminate Morrow if he did not give up his plan to bring economic and industrial progress to Italy. Now, I think that's where we're going to end things for today. I did not know that there would be there would be need for another special report, but uh, we're just t- we're just touching the tips. It, it, it's crazy. It, it, there's so much more. There's so much more to this committee of 300, what they've done and what they're doing. It's very scary. Very scary. I would like to say, though, there is hope. There's always hope. And I hope that you all have a fantastic and a Merry Christmas, as well as a Happy New Year, which I'll be talking to you at least one more time before New Year's. I hope you have a great, merry, and safe Christmas. Get out there and enjoy your family. Remember that it's Jesus' birthday. It's not all about gifts. You've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Guy. Once again, folks, Merry Christmas, God bless, and God bless America.